I would just kind of like debrief things I was working through with him in the project and something that he brought up in one of our first meetings was a quote from I think it's Kierkegaard and I don't I can't I can't quote it verbatim but it was sort of essentially the, the idea of you know an artist bringing forth this like work that has been yet torn from our guts out of the suffering we've been through and then people you know asking for more and more and more we want more of that and it's really just you know they're asking yeah. us for more <laughs> yeah it's 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 quite tragic today on the show we are joined with singer songwriter sarah hiltz this is an absolutely incredible conversation last month sarah released a brand new album titled calm fury and the process behind it is so interesting she took some years to study how we as humans internalize and project anger and turned all her studies into an amazing album and even the title calm fury is so amazing because the music is beautiful but when you look at the lyrics and really give it a listen that's where the fury is <laughs> and she's also producing a podcast of her own titled the fury pod if you'd like to hear a further analysis of this process and studies and her journey of making this album also around that obviously it opened up for some deep deep conversation and i can't thank sarah enough for this amazing talk these are the type of conversations where i listen back and i'm like wow this is why we do the show and from past episodes when we've taken deep dives of absolute openness and honesty those are always the ones i get feedback from people so i know you guys listening are going to really enjoy this and before we go on, usually I thank all you Patreon legends at the end of the episode, but for this one, we need to do this right at the beginning. Uh, you may have noticed I haven't posted an episode in a while, just lots of life changes, work transitions, shit I do to pay the bills, had to come first, and even life just kind of threw a wrench in my gears, and that's the reason why you haven't heard from me in a while. And even this episode, we recorded it like a month ago, and I just had to take a step back to step forward. And I want to say your support, specifically the Patreon, kind of saved me a bit throughout that uh, transition period. So apologies for not giving you guys any content. There's a lot coming up. I got scheduled this month. But um, just want to send my love and thanks, you know, like with your support, like everything goes back into the show and you guys actually saved it from keeping the web hosting going. There's like so, so many hidden expenses that you can't like I could list them all, but that's boring. So let's get into the thanks. First up, the co-producer Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkin Design. Much love to you, my legend. The queen Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold. Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Danielson, Devin Staple, Devin McBride, Ramshi. Actually, YouTube Ramshi right now. He's got a new song out and it's awesome. <laughs> Mike Julio, Jenny Potter, Jared Pepper Bronstein, aka Mr. Spicy. Oh, he's so hot. And last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka My Mom. Thank you all, and if you want a shout out on each and every episode, you can go to patreon.com slash thecreativeandbalance, and you will be getting all future episodes extra early. We put up the raw Zoom call up there, unedited, uncut, and you guys 
get a sneak peek of everything. So thanks again. But that's all I gotta say for an intro. Let's get right into this. Let's dive into the calm fury with Sarah Hiltz right now. I read you spent the last three years learning how people express their anger and you turned it into this album titled Calm Fury, which is coming out on March the 4th. And uh, another thing, I just love the title as well too. I think it's just captures it perfectly where it's something you can listen to and just chill to but when you look into like the layers or really listen to the lyrics there's uh there's that's where the fury is I guess so can you tell me a little bit about uh your journey of creating this piece yeah um so it kind of all started because I I'm, I made the shocking discovery that I'm really angry about a lot of things and I previously just sort of denied that emotion because I thought it was, you know, I kind of was socialized growing up to believe it's inappropriate or a negative emotion. And so, um, uh, yeah, d understanding that about myself and kind of wanting to embrace the fullness of human experience <laughs> and emotion, yeah. um, I started trying to let the anger out and, um, it just didn't, it didn't go great, you know? It just, uh, you feel not... like, uh, it was like a certain way you were projecting it. Like, uh, wasn't like in an unhealthy way or unhealthy. Like, yeah. yeah. It was condescending and, um, smug and, and just kind of not treating people with the, the dignity that they deserve, I think sometimes. So I, um, but I, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to, how, like, how do you, I still actually struggle with the idea of expressing when I'm angry about something in a way that isn't going to be harmful to somebody else or hurt their feelings. Oh, and, yeah. um, anyways, that was, uh, once I kind of was, I realized, oh, this is a, this is a deeper struggle for me. It's not just, um, admitting I'm angry. It's like, how do you actually process it and let it out? Uh, I decided I was going to try to learn as much as I could about that and and start writing about it. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's what brought me here. But I, it was one thing that kind of pops out through the learning is that, um, you know, my anger and uh, other people too, a lot of women, but men also, like we're not all, you know, it's not, it's not like a black and white divide there. Um, I don't really have like a, ferocious outbursty sort of anger not maybe like a couple of times in my life but even when i <laughs> i think we all had like it's just yeah. those moments where in those moments yeah. but it's still like an unmeasured expression like even in my my most out of control angry moments i'm still um i'm still like kind of conscious on some level and so that's sort of i think where the idea of calm fury comes from and Another title I had thought of was Cold Fury, maybe just like the idea of like burning, yeah. but like at a, I don't know, some kind of even keeled temperature. I hope yeah. I inspire to. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. But uh, yeah, even beyond the music, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that too. And I think it's very powerful once you uh, kind of have like these self realizations as a human of what you can work on as well. Right. And like, I don't know about you, but I feel like um, the whole like pandemic and being having forced isolation, being at home with my own thoughts that brought up personally a lot 
for myself. Mm-hmm. And th- is this where you kind of came for your like a uh, whole revelation of this uh, certain like uh, internal anger you had? Uh, no, it was earlier, earlier mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, like 2017, 2018 uh, was when that started. And then the idea for the project would have been spring 2018. Um, so pretty well before the pandemic. Um, yeah, but I mean, the pandemic brought up all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, this seems to be like, um, I don't know, like, I try not to always like talk about it on the show. And it's like the last uh, two guests I had to, it was just like uh, musicians who kind of had a post pandemic like album as well. But um, I don't know, I just feel like um, the, it's interesting. And as an artist, it's almost like um, a superpower you guys have where you can get hit with like so much negative emotion or like just in anything, but also be able to turn it around and express it and turn it into a piece that uh, somebody can listen to, or you can play live or you can make money from or Like, it's like, uh, it's, it sucks that you have to like, feel like this, these emotions to, tap into that but what comes out of it is like usually something beautiful um whether you're like a musician or a filmmaker or whatever but yeah yeah (laughs) yeah one of my community partners during the research phase of this project uh when we were i would just kind of like debrief things i was working through with him in the project and something that he brought up in one of our first meetings was a quote from i think it's kierkegaard and I don't, I can't, I can't quote it verbatim, but it was sort of essentially the, the idea of, you know, an artist bringing forth this like work that has been you know, torn from our guts out of the suffering we've been through. And then people, you know, asking for more and more and more, we want more of that. And it's really just, you know, they're asking yeah. us to suffer more. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite tragic. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, I think what what's uh, what's cool too is uh, you also got a podcast going right now as the Fury Pod, correct? Yeah, yeah, and you're kind of like breaking down um, like the songs and things right. like that, and that's uh, that's that's really cool. Like, as uh, I only know one other artist who did that, and I just love that. Like, just be especially mm-hmm. if you like really enjoy the music to just get all these different layers because like sometimes as a listener we. Um, take things in and interpret it our own way and we never really know what uh, Mm -hmm. exactly like the little pieces and nuances of everything and usually there's more layers to that so how does it feel to like kind of uh, also reflect on everything after you've put this piece together um it's such a challenge to compact it all into music alone like so much learning and 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 research so many conversations um so much reading that i did for this project um and then you know write a little like three and a half minute song and and then it's over (laughs) Mm -hmm. like every word carries significance in my mind of like what i'm trying to convey um but you know i people don't a lot of a lot of times we put music on as just sort of background wallpaper, right? Yeah. Like sort of soundtracking our lives and just creating an atmosphere and not really engaging with it that deeply. I know that some sometimes people do, but 
and I do the same thing with music, you know, sometimes it is just my atmosphere and sometimes it's like an experience that I'm having. Um, yeah, so it, it, like the podcast was kind of just a way for me to be able to share more of what went into it because I think it's important that we figure out how to be angry, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't just cause like deep, deep division in society. Um, yeah. And I feel like, you know, songs are not going to be enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it's uh, one of the most healthiest releases you can uh, like navigate those feelings or even mm-hmm. um, put that energy into. Um, yeah. I don't know. I find like even throughout my own personal life too, I've earlier on, I've had like struggles where it was almost like you express it, like I had like anger or like sadness in me, but I wouldn't show it at all. And then that comes to like what we also we were talking about where you have those moments where you just one day you just explode and have an outrage because you haven't like, I don't know, you just turn into like a ticking time bomb. And uh, I think it's, um, it's very um, like healthy to be open and talk about that. And the older I get, the more I'm learning about that too. Mm -hmm. Do you you feel the same? Process anger. Like, has it changed for you from when you were younger to now? Um, Yeah, I used to more like bottle things up. And when something would bug me, um, I'd try to, I almost put on like this fake demeanor where I just like, be like super cool and calm collective it's like yeah yeah whatever like nothing bugs me and then like a seed like all these different moments will turn into seeds getting planted and i like some some things i'd be thinking about for years just like oh that motherfucker <laughs> like and then <laughs> it could be come out like later on and like or like uh having too much to drink and like just like weirdness like i just mm-hmm. i don't know like uh I learned like in my college life, uh, all, all that kind of came back out in like a, in a destructive way. And I'm, I'm not even the same person I was then, but that's from taking the time to almost have a revelation of like, hey, what is this? And let's uh, look within because I find like um, not everybody, but a lot of people are scared to look within. And uh, even I know some people uh, have trouble even having a conversation like we're having right now where they're just like almost run away from it in a way or just I don't know do you you feel like uh, you come across like some people in your life like that as well oh for sure for sure I always struggle with that because I just I feel like life's too short what else are we here for you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's another thing too and I I don't know if it is getting older and just thinking about my own mortality too but I just started to stop caring and talk about things and that do bug me and like, yeah. And just, again, like putting that energy and finding healthy ways, like for myself, whether it's just like kind of just doing podcasts and interviews or just meditation and stuff like that. It's uh, that's kind of like my version of making music in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, with things like open now, are you planning to like play any of this live as well? Or Yes, I would love to. I will. Um, yeah. It's going to be an interesting journey, I think, to kind of rebuild. Um, mm-hmm. I used to play with the four piece band prior to the pandemic. 
um, kind of like up to the end of 2018, I guess. And then I went into the research phase of this project. So I was doing some solo shows, like one-offs here and there. Um, yeah. And, and then, uh, and then was like really focused on the writing and working towards recording and then the, and then the pandemic came so i don't really have a band anymore like my my former band members um like one of them went back to school one of them moved to ottawa and one of them is working as a therapist now so people <laughs> you know but, that's a um, that's a good band member to have you know i feel like every <laughs> band should have like maybe like a guitar player <laughs> slash therapist like on the road with them. yes yeah <laughs> so i'm just throwing it out there <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah he was he was great to have around <laughs> yeah that's so um, yeah so i'm i have to you know kind of like assemble a new a new group of people to play with um and and i'm all still i play i still play the odd solo show here and there um but i'm actually in uh, alberta right now working oh. on another research project so um i've sort of been trying to balance that and then the album rollout and and you know didn't didn't have it in me to plan a tour that might get canceled again because of COVID yeah. so yeah you just kind of gotta like wait it out I guess like who knows anymore you know right. it's like I feel like now like now I've I've started to kind of like um reach out and start trying to book things because it it does feel like okay now now we're opening up to some degree and it's going to kind of stay that way I think <laughs> yeah yeah we can hope fingers crossed yeah. also you, you mentioned uh this research project are you allowed to talk about it and tell us what it is yeah it's like it will it's gonna be kind of a long ongoing thing maybe as long as the the fairy project <clears throat> excuse me um but i i'm learning about liminality do you know what that means no I was, that was my next question my brain's like what does that word mean <laughs> yeah, just do a quick google like oh liminality yeah yeah so um yeah, liminality me, or liminal space it's talking about like betwixt and between like you're not here you're not there just sort of like oh, cool. a transitional phase or space in life and um i kind of like was going through a really really big upheaval in my own life in 2019 uh and so i thought like whenever this fairy project gets finished what am i going to work on next and i thought like this is kind of what's coming up for me is is liminality and feeling like having to hold so much uncertainty in life and and feeling like the things i thought i knew i don't know them anymore and um yeah so that's that was kind of the project uh i wrote like a grant proposal for that and i tied it in with winter farming practices because you got to oh, make cool. it in, you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, winter like is is liminal as far as a season goes you know you're just kind of waiting for things to grow again and come back and um so i thought i would come in and learn from some farmers how they deal with uncertainty within their jobs in general but also the the liminal space of winter and so wow. i've been in alberta learning about that and i love that commitment especially to go to alberta to do it like i like <laughs> it's almost like you're like i gotta do this authentically like let's let's go here like right i i'm gonna tell you the truth sean part of it was that um i started writing that proposal for that grant and then the pandemic happened and then 
we went through like the eternal lockdown of last winter. And when I submitted April, 2021, I just thought I got to find a way to get the hell out of Toronto next mm, winter, yeah. <laughs> just in case, like just in case. And yeah. um, I'm really glad I did that. Yeah, and you, you, you're killing like a couple birds with uh, one stone, you know, like you got like a project. That's that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And even like I love how I just learned the word uh, liminality like two minutes ago, and my brain's like, wow, I've I just live in liminality. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm learning like so much from, uh, right. about myself, and yeah, just right now, I've oh. put me in like a rabbit hole of uh, just thinking. But yeah, I feel the same way. You know, yeah. like I keep waiting waiting for this liminal phase to end and then it just it just keeps going and and I'm I think maybe that's what real life is and we're yeah just does it end I don't, know. I don't think so <laughs> like, anyway, just yeah there's always it. um like that feeling of like oh if I get to this spot I'm going to be happy and then you get there and then you're just thinking about the next thing and <laughs> like you get you get conditioned and used to whatever that step is and i don't know and it goes and flows ups and downs and it's it's very uncomfortable <laughs> so uncomfortable <laughs> like i'm yeah. just tired of it you know yeah oh. yeah there's like all these like meditation practices that i try to do and if i don't do them for a while like i totally lose it but yes. um it's like talk about like just like living in the present moment and stuff like that because you can think about the future in the past and that's usually what like gives you the anxiety but a lot of the time when you like think of hey what's happening right this second mm -hmm. oh it's cool I'm talking to Sarah I got a tea here it's like oh yeah like that other stuff that's bugging me is like like, like now is awesome you know type right. of thing but um a lot a lot of times like I don't know if it's just like the human natural human brain like we're conditioned to just like always like pick around like whether it's like the future and past and like feel like this certain like discomfort and even if you're not showing it it's like yeah, beyond the layers of everything yeah yeah it's so funny too like I've I also kind of have like meditation and, and prayer practices and if I don't if I don't do it for a while like I do I like lose a sense of um I don't know contentedness or like peace that kind of carries me through all of the uncertainty. And I know if I just like spend some time and, and kind of like get centered and grounded again with that thing, like with the present moment, like that's because when you are in the present moment, nothing is really that terrible. You know, yeah. you're here and you're alive and you realize like your place in the midst of everything and how insignificant you are, but how, you know, like it still matters that you're here breathing anyways, you know, and yeah. like everything is kind of melts away. And I know that if I like just hone in on those practices that I can stay connected to that. And I still just don't sometimes, which is. Yeah. Meditation is so interesting to me too, because it's uh, even though like it's a it's about like taking a moment to do nothing sometimes yeah. it feels like work <laughs> like like almost you feel uh discomfort to stop moving in whatever the life machine you're in because you yeah. feel like um I feel like a lot of people and sometimes I have moments that it's gonna punish me if I don't keep hustling or doing things yeah. and 
but sometimes like um stepping back is the best way to even step forward and just reground yourself mm-hmm. and uh yeah I'm, right now I'm just kind of telling myself things I need to hear you know <laughs> like uh, I haven't been practicing at all in, like just yeah. conversations like giving uh, me a revelation but... me either Sean we're both gonna we're both gonna <laughs> yeah. the intentions are there and maybe somebody will listen to this and just uh, get something out of it too because it when you do do it it is very beneficial and mm-hmm. meditation can be anything like it's like there's not like I think lots of people think there's like a set way to do it where you gotta like cross your legs and like or like follow this guided thing but it could be like whatever your comfort zone is to just go back to this conversation full circle to look internally into yourself and mm-hmm. just learn and just listen mm-hmm. to your body and everything yeah completely completely yeah. Do you feel like making music is a form of meditation? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Like I, some, I, I love to just kind of sit at a piano sometimes and just sort of mess around and see what happens. And I, I feel like I get into like an altered state a little bit, you know, like, um, yeah, I, it, I guess it is, it is really connecting with the present moment because if you're improvising musically you you have to be really present with what you're doing you know and Mm -hmm. just kind of like letting something flow through you yeah Um, yeah yeah i kind of hear now that you say that like when i listen to the album i kind of feel that like through the music that it's like it's not like i wouldn't consider it jazz but it does have like kind of like this jazzy like flowing feeling to it as well and it's like kind of can dip into different genres it's, it's truly it's its own thing uh, one thing one track I really liked was swim and it reminded me of like an oldie song in a way like, <laughs> I don't know like just uh just the vibe from it it's just there's a, a lot of charm to that track thank you yeah yeah I don't know where it all comes from it is kind of oldies feeling <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool um yeah you're talking you were talking about like uh looking to play live again to um when you write like new stuff where it like has like a lot of lyrics where it comes from like internal thoughts and within do you ever feel like vulnerable like playing it for the first time and putting it out there even like putting out the album as well yeah oh yeah of course for sure there's like there's certain things uh on the record that i i know like if certain people listen to it, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, like very specific events maybe. And um, that can be very vulnerable. Yeah. Sure. Like this is the person like, Hey, that's me. Like type of thing. Like, yeah. 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 And that, that's, I kind of struggle with that because, you know, that's, I write about what really matters to me. And I think, relationships with people I care about in my life that's one of the things that matters to me the most and 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 like trying to heal conflict and um so that shows up in my writing but then it's also like that's somebody else's personal life too you know Mm -hmm. and now now I've just like shared it with the world it's on the internet forever um and that's it's kind of like maybe just a, a byproduct of knowing and loving an artist is <laughs> yeah you have to I, be willing to have your dirty laundry aired to some degree yeah especially when you 
make it so raw and real though i think uh that's what's amazing about music too and people could hear a song and like have an extra deeper connection with mm -hmm. it instead of like i know like some people like still try to write music as like a template it's like oh this song is popular now in this style and this, we got to do this and it just kind of has this soulless feeling where yeah i don't know i feel like if you navigate it like kind of like in the style of like how it sounds like you write too it just comes from like deep within and people hear that and like sometimes they'll they'll hear things that uh they might have never heard on a song before or whatever that's their own thoughts and narrative too or something they relate mm -hmm. to and I always think that's uh that's a beautiful thing and also brave as an artist as well to be able to um just want to put that out there or just uh push through it because even I'm, I'm sure sometimes uh tapping into that stuff it doesn't feel comfortable in a way no there's a lot of crying involved <laughs> yeah. when i think about like the artists who have have created things that somehow they're able to uh capture a thing that i feel you know and like sometimes the things that we feel that we we're not able to articulate or like bring bring outside of ourselves to share it just feels like such an isolated thing right and it mm -hmm. it's pretty magical when you can hear somebody else describe the way that you feel in a way that you weren't able to say but you felt it and then somebody else says it and you're like oh my goodness that's the, that's it right and and then it, you're just not alone in it anymore and and there i don't know i don't know why does it matter so much to just be able to say like this is what i felt like this is what happened this is what i felt yeah yeah there's like some societal programming i think we all have in a way where there's most of us like put up this wall mm. and like and like to actually like put that out there it's like you got to internally like break through it in a way it's like or it's like you overthink um oh uh almost like what how other people are gonna feel or think about you like uh, almost like oh are, if i say this uh are people gonna think i'm crazy or weird when really I think a lot of people <laughs> deep down relate to everything, like right. whether it's anger, sadness or whatever. But uh, I feel like we, not not everybody, but like the majority uh, just feels the need to put on like their best smile and always feel like, hey, everything's okay when maybe it's not. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very cool that, it, um, you know, like I think the things, the things that we believe that we might be alone in and we might feel totally alone in and myself included as a songwriter sometimes i'll write things and feel like nobody's gonna like i i just feel like nobody's i'm writing it it's expressing where i'm at and then i'm surprised at the way that people resonate with it you know oh, like something that i that feels so specific to my own experience it's like it's really not you know humans have been alive for a long time and we kind of just do the same stuff like lifetime to lifetime <laughs> yeah did you did you ever do you have like a, a specific like revelation of somebody like giving you feedback actually um last uh or a few weeks ago i went to see my friend uh, do a comedy show and um uh, during his set uh 
he he just for a second he he mentioned something like in his life where earlier on like he he lost his mother when he was like a kid but like he made it like into like I forget exactly like how it connected into a joke because that sounds like like it's something that's totally not funny but it, it like it turned into like a silly like narrative type thing but then um and it was just like for like a second of his like 20 minute set or whatever and then after we're just having a beer at the bar and um somebody who was in the audience um came up to him and was like hey, I, I just want to say um, I lost my mother as well and I connect to all this and stuff like that. And it was just like an afterthought of him like saying that in his set too. And like, it turned into like this deeper connection. Do you ever have like a lyric or something you just kind of put down where like, so, like you don't expect to get feedback from and then somebody really, really connects to that? Um, I mean, like, also one of the things I would say that I felt like the most alone in writing about, it's like kind of silly that I just like have this like fear of infinity of like outer space expanding forever. <laughs> um, but if I think about the opposite that, you know, it could be finite, um, that's equally terrifying to me. And mm, I, yeah. like, I've kind of like gone into weird places thinking about that before where I almost have a panic attack and I need to, like, I have to like think about something else. Cause I, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to lose my, my marbles, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like such a weird thing. And so I wrote this song that talks about that a bit, uh, that I, it's not, it's actually not recorded or released, but it's called talk about forever. And, um, that's when a cool play, title for it too. <laughs> play it, play show, play it live at shows, and kind of like talk about what it is, and be like, "Is anybody else afraid of outer space?" And almost <laughs> nobody ever is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like a couple of times, the people are like, "Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about." And I'm yeah. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like one of those like four a.m. thoughts, and you're just like, "Whoa, what is all this?" And it just brings. <laughs> I I get that, you know. And it's, yeah. There's, but like it depends on like my mood like some days I'll think about that I'm like oh that's like really cool like you you look up and I also feel like we're so conditioned to like just look down and like almost like horse blinders of what all of this is really is or we don't like to dive into those thoughts because there's really no answer to it no like, answer no yeah. possible way we could ever understand and you know like i think that could drive you to insanity actually you know it's too much like it's too much for one human to understand the nature of the universe it's impossible so i usually have to just like you know what i put those blinders back on like this is how i survive and i think about the most concrete things and like you know loving people that i can actually love human beings like here in front of me because i it's just like it's too big it's too big outside of that yeah know? yeah it's like uh i don't know it's a, there's there's a beauty to it but it's also like a danger to it too like where <laughs> where like some people can live in that thought and then they get disconnected from what they're grounded with but it, it's cool right. that you just think of like almost hey like what's around me let's take care of this and everything yeah yeah, yeah. Also, I got to hear this song. It sounds like my jam. <laughs> it's kind of, it's a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's like a little bit nihilistic, I think, at the same time. And 
talks about drinking beer in the afternoon and yeah is it almost like the the vibe of like like it doesn't matter like what's the point like just yeah a little bit like that like you know like if if you know if nothing matters then you might as well enjoy yourself you Mm -hmm. know oh yeah yeah i love this this is great (laughs) this this is probably like uh i don't know i i'm probably gonna cut this out this is probably like out of like the last like four recordings i had like one of my favorite conversations <laughs> i just i'm gonna cut what i said right there just so i don't like right. upset That's any other artists or what, yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know it's just um there's something just uh so fun of like when i could you meet somebody who you can just talk about like stuff like that i find mm-hmm. um i find other people like people will embrace um embrace it or just like want to just shut it down right away it's like nope 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 mm-hmm. yeah it's true I don't last long in those those shut it down conversations usually yeah me yeah. neither or or it's just like uh I was actually having a another talk with a, a different artist too of like just having those thoughts like uh I feel like just in creatives in general like they think on multiple layers of things and she was in more of like a circle where around people who aren't like that they're more like very like surface like nine to fivers I go I go to work I come home I watch Netflix go to sleep like repeat type of thing and just don't think about everything else and uh, and uh, she was saying like she's got like a lot of friends like that Mm -hmm. but even though she like there's like like a lot of like people around there like you kind of feel alone in a way too mm-hmm. and i don't know it's that's that's an interesting thought too when you have like these deeper feelings and thoughts too and like around a lot of people who are conditioned to not dive deep have you ever had like a like a moment in, in your life where you've been around like that or like an earlier age where you realized you you're falling into your creative path or whatnot and um yeah (sighs) falling into my creative path I mean yeah like I guess I have I've of course I have to work other side hustle jobs Mm -hmm. um I feel like I've been really lucky because I I generally always find a way to work for small business owners. So I don't like, I've never worked for a corporation or like a large business. So I think that helps because often there I'm working with other creative types who are also trying to like fill in a a side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That helps, but yeah, like it just, it can kind of like exist at at a, a more shallow level. I think. Mm-hmm. And I, if I, if I don't like let myself fall into that creative path, um, you know, I just, I start to lose the plot and you know, that the, the days just lose their, lose their meaning. And I'm like pretty unhappy. Yeah. Um, I really, I relate I, to that a lot. I think I'm a, like, I can be unhappy a lot of time anyways. <laughs> <A lot of time. laughs> um, and so because of that, I think at least I need to, I need to be doing something that has a meaning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I feel that too. And it's, I, I feel like uh, 
in my life, it took me a while to um, even have a revelation of that in a mm -hmm. way where I was trying to just be on the path that I was like told to or like just take mm -hmm. advice because people are just it, it, is, it comes from a good place like family members it's like oh yeah you should do this to structure yourself or whatever but there was always just some create inner creative thing with that <laughs> been calling me that you have to embrace as well I spent a year teaching English in Guatemala and that was like a you know you get up early in the morning you go teach kids all day and I'm not a morning person and I wasn't really playing music and I just thought, whatever, this is my life for now. This is what I'm doing. And then I got sick and I got a cold and I couldn't sleep because of the cold. So I was up till two or three in the morning. And even though I felt so ill and awful, I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm so alive. I'm like back to my true self, the artist who stays up at night, you know? Oh, wow. That's five <laughs> that's so interesting yeah it's almost like it's the nine to five's not meant to be even though that sounds like an amazing experience and i'm sure like some other person would love to have that job but sometimes mm -hmm. it takes moments like that and strange revelations to realize like this might not be my path in a way right. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Even um, as we wind down this interview, uh, I just want to thank you for being just so open and being able to go down like some rabbit holes with these talks as well. Like, I feel like we should like start another side podcast talking about infinity and, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I'll, just be, I'll have to be medicated for that to avoid the panic oh, attacks that oh, come definitely from. yeah and then and it would just be nonsense you know because like we nobody has the answers but right that's that's the thing about it it could be like a forever series <laughs> but, but uh yeah what I'm really trying to say you're welcome back um anytime and it's it's really uh cool to hear uh the layers behind your process and everything. And uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the interview too, uh, people can check out this album on March 4th. And you got a couple of singles released as well right now. Yeah, there's five. Off five. There. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. So they can get a huge uh, chunk mm -hmm. of it and get a little teaser and everything. Yes, please do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wanted to ask too, uh, right now you're like kind of on like this new uh, journey in Alberta, just taking in a lot of like introspective stuff and uh are you planning on turning this into music or is this just oh yes to do? That, that's the eventual oh, okay goal. it's like i did the same thing for this project the fury project a research phase that happened for like a year and a half that fed into the writing process before i went into the studio so that's i'm doing the same thing now yeah that's such an right. awesome way to I don't know, just create an album in general and, yeah. and very unique and, and just cool. Like that's badass. Like, especially <laughs> just moving somewhere and almost it's like the experience is as important as sitting down, writing the music, writing the lyrics and just taking in life. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah part of the job, right? Like, it's like, what do I have to talk about if I haven't, if I'm not actually really living life? So um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's where I'm going with that. I'll be back in Ontario, though. I fly back to Toronto in March. 
um, and and then this project will kind of take a little bit of a backseat for now. It wasn't supposed to overlap, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. of COVID delays that the album is coming out while I'm doing the new research. I was, I thought I would be touring in Alberta and then I would just kind of stick around for this part. Um, but, you know, all of our timelines have shifted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to refocus on, on performing, uh, you know, Calm Fury and, and working on that. And then I'll return to this, research and it feels very on brand for it anyways because it's all uncertain and liminal so it makes sense that it's going to take me longer than i thought <laughs> yeah this is perfect you know it's part of the concept and right. but, i did it on purpose <laughs> yeah but even I, I think just that process in general it uh beyond music like anybody who's like an artist whether you're a comedian or a filmmaker or whatever i think they can uh I don't know, learn and get like a lot of inspiration about like your process and journey. And yeah, it's just cool and unique. And it totally makes sense to just <laughs> go out and live for a bit. Cause I feel like a lot of us, we get so focused on, okay, we need to have this product in like thinking about time, but sometimes you just kind of need to breathe and yeah. let take in more life in a way and <laughs> breathe it in and process. And then, yeah, but your pen to a pad and everything. Exactly. It's my own like resistance against capitalism, I suppose, you know. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're about that here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, be before we close out, is there anything else you, you would like to say? Um, yeah. I mean, I would love it if people check out my podcast to the Fury Pod, um, where we're just talking about different things how they connect with anger in our lives and of course the music march 4th there's there's you know listen to what's out there now and keep your eyes out for me live because that's where the real magic happens it's like you know sharing the music in a room with humans and i can't wait to do that again yeah i agree and i'm definitely going to see you when you're in toronto and uh yeah for anybody interested in that podcast and the singles that are out now uh alongside this uh, episode on our page at creativeimbalance.com uh, we'll have links to everything on the page for this episode so check it out download like subscribe all the things the influencers say and, and uh, follow her that's uh that's it's awesome it's uh it's great to to meet you and uh definitely love to have a chat again down the road with for the next one yeah for sure thank you so much Hope you guys enjoyed that talk with Sarah Hiltz. Like we mentioned, her latest album, Calm Fury, out now. Also, The Fury Pod, if you want a deeper dive into the process of all that. Love this talk. Follow her on everything. And definitely down the road, we're going to have to bug her to come back on. But before we go, once again, biggest thanks to everybody on the Patreon. The man, the co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkins Design. The queen, Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold. Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio. You hit me up this week and I hope you're doing well. Lots of vibes and energy to you, my friend. Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Pat Maloney. Ryan Campbell. 
Danielson, Devin Staple, Devin McBride, Ramshi, Mike Ulio, Jenny Potter, Jared Pepper Bronstein, aka Mr. Spicy, and Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to support the show and get each and every one of these episodes uncut and early, right when I'm done recording, I just post the raw Zoom file for you. So you get it immediately and you get my love and shout outs at the end of every episode. You can hit up patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and help a brother out. I think the lowest tier is $4 a month and you get all that. And with that being said, I'm excited to be back in action. Got some amazing guests coming your way. And thank you so much for listening. See you next time.